do want to thank R&B Car Company. Locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Got a lot to get to today. Uh, we get to the uh, the vaccine database, which they told you was a conspiracy theory. How many conspiracy theories are going to come true, guys? And I know that uh, a lot of you appreciated what I did yesterday, but how many conspiracy theories seriously are going to come true? How many times is the news media and public health officials going to say, no, 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 nobody's doing that, and then it comes true for people to take a step back and realize that, hey, maybe we should probably stop discounting this stuff automatically. Uh, and then 80 Republicans uh, went along with it. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the program. I'll have a guest later on in the show talking about uh, Penn Harris Madison implementing critical race theory, while, of course, they tell you that they're not implementing critical race theory, and yet we have one of their teachers admitting that she's implemented critical race theory in her school, and there's censorship of that happening. And, of course, open line starts at 4 o'clock. So big day today to end the week. But let's just start off. This is... This is getting, um, legally speaking, this is getting really, really messy. Obviously, what happened was, uh, you know, a horrible tragedy involved the the uh, school shooting in Michigan. But now in the latest one, um, the entire family could actually be going to prison here. So this is townhall.com. We have more updates from the tragic school shooting in Oxford, Michigan. Ethan Crumbly, 15 years old, has been charged with four counts of murder, attempted murder, and terrorism. Uh, again, the terrorism charge shouldn't apply, but they're they're tacking terrorism onto everything. So if you commit a crime and they can tack a terrorism charge on there, they will. They just won't actually prosecute people who are terrorists as terrorists. Very strange thing. We started seeing this with WMDs way back in the day where they kept saying, there's no there's no weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. We're not counting sarin and mustard as as weapons of mass destruction. But if somebody threw a Molotov cocktail like they did in New York, they get charged with weapon of mass destruction. So which one is it? Uh, anyway, he's been charged as an adult. His parents are now being charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter as it appears that they purchased the firearm used in the shooting for their son. Uh, Ethan had a history of disturbing behavior, according to the NBC affiliate there. The parents of the teenager accused of killing four students at a Michigan high school were charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter on Friday. Uh, Jennifer and James Crumbly were charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter. James Crumbly purchased the weapon for his son days before the shooting, according to the sheriff. Now, remember, he purchased the SIG uh, during a Black Friday sale. Under Michigan law, an involuntary manslaughter charge can be pursued if prosecutors believe someone contributed to a situation where harm or death was high. If convicted, they could face up to 15 years in prison. And... Basically, what they're saying is, given the the teenager's behavior leading up to this, they believe the parents are then responsible, according to this law, that giving him a firearm, um, they knew that the risk was high that he would use it. That is going to be a very difficult case for them to prove. So the 15-year-old has been charged as an adult with two dozen crimes, including murder, attempted murder, terrorism, yada, yada, yada. Um, you've already heard all of that before, so... Authorities allege that Mr. and Mrs. Crumbly did not properly safeguard the firearm. Clearly, they didn't. Nor did they report Ethan's behavior to school officials. This entire family could then be heading to jail in the aftermath of this shooting. Um, and apparently, like, he was writing things down in the school uh, on papers, like, uh, you know, the voices are telling him to do stuff, please make him stop, and, you know, things like that. I'm paraphrasing, that's not a direct quote. 
teachers noticed it. Teachers like took pictures of this stuff and highlighted all of this. But apparently there's a text message where his mom like laughs it off and tells him that he's not in any trouble. Now we had questions when this happened. Remember, it's the the rumor from other students is that he had been relentlessly bullied. Now, we don't know if any of that's true yet, but just just telling you what other students have told authorities. As this case continues to develop, we'll learn more. So the big question at the time was, were the parents trying to get the school to do something and then the school didn't do anything, or what? Well, now it appears that the parents might have been aware that he was he was going down a dark path and they didn't do anything about it. That appears to be the case. Now, whether or not they can make an actual criminal charge against them stick is is um, re- it remains to be seen. It's going to be a difficult, I believe, a difficult case. Based on what we know now, of course, they could have a lot more information. Um, now, here's another article here, though, that I found was was interesting here because I want to address this terrorism thing again. So they charged this 15-year-old with terrorism. And in Wisconsin, they have not charged that guy with terrorism yet. Why is that? So if this if this kid was bullied, he goes into school, he shoots. Okay, uh, There's a petition, by the way, for the student who is the football player who rushed him and, and sacrificed himself uh, while he was shooting at classmates. There's a petition from the students to rename the football field after him. Uh, it would be interesting to, to see how that all goes down. If there was bullying, I'm very interested to figure out who was bullying him, though. Did he target his bullies or did he go in randomly targeting other students? I think that is very critical to all of the things that will happen afterwards. Um, I'm not saying that this happened, but I'm going to throw this out there as an example. What if the guy who sacrificed himself to save everybody else was the primary tormentor of this kid for many years? I'm not saying that that happened. I'm not accusing him of that. I have no evidence that that is happening. But what if that was the case? Is that a situation you want to rename the football field after? It doesn't erase his heroic act uh, at the end of his life. But these are things that I think that everybody collectively needs to, again, take a step back, pause a little bit, stop having a visceral reaction to all of this. We still don't know what led to all of this. And we need to let all of that play out, let the information come out, let the investigation finish, so then we have an idea of where we can go from here. Because I know that there's a, a lot of folks who, who want to just, you know, they want to rush and do stuff. But, you know, sometimes that'll bite you in the backside later on. Again, I'm not saying that that happened. This could have been the, the you know, nicest kid in the world. And he could have genuinely just been a selfless individual who rushed to save people. It's entirely possible. But I do find it interesting that the 15-year-old who clearly did not commit an act of terrorism based on the definition of terrorism, has been charged with terrorism in Michigan, but in Wisconsin, a guy who did commit an act of terrorism has not been charged with terrorism. In fact, the Anti-Defamation League has claimed that he is not an extremist. The Anti-Defamation League, which is increasingly, the ADL is not a credible organization anymore. So the ADL goes out there, and they say that the guy in Waukesha is not an extremist. Anybody who's seen any of the social media posts or heard some of the quotes that I've given you or listened to any of his lyrics as he is an aspiring rapper knows that this guy is an extremist. He's also anti-Semitic ADL, so I guess that doesn't really matter. 
So just so we're crystal clear, the ADL for, for a couple of years held out, said the OK symbol, not a white supremacist symbol. Finally, under public pressure, finally said that the OK symbol or the circle game was a white supremacist symbol. And they're going to say somebody who actually advocated and called for killing white people in the name of Black Lives Matter and then did it is not an extremist. Explain that one. I don't want to descend back into yesterday's show, but for crying out loud. And the fact that he shared anti-Semitic content, too, is is what is so so interesting here. But the ADL is like, oh, according to our experts, uh, he's, he's not an extremist. Man, yeah, not at all. Okay. But if you make this symbol, you're an extremist. The same symbol that Joe Biden just made the other day, uh, that uh, that Nancy Pelosi made a couple of weeks ago, that Obama uses all the time. Yeah, you're 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 an extremist if you do that. If you're the right, if if you're on the political right and you happen to be white skin, that's an extremist symbol. But a guy who actually advocated violence against white people and then carried it out is not an extremist. A 15 year old kid who allegedly is being bullied goes into school and attacks the school as a result, he's, he's, he's a terrorist. Horrific act. The terrorism charge doesn't fit. There's no political motivation here. Uh, it just appears that he was, he was angry and in a very dark place. For all we know, probably had some psychological issues. And he took the lives of, of several people. But terrorism? Not quite. Waukesha? 100% terrorism. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Don't forget, you can go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host, and you can watch the live stream. If you don't remember that URL, just go to 953mnc.com, click on my show, and you'll be able to get to all of my links, including the uh, the videos, my website, all of that. All right. 
Let's uh, let's dive into the database that you were all told was a tinfoil hat conspiracy. And in fact, let me just let me do something real quick. This I only I only saved a couple of of these articles about databases and stuff like that. I didn't really save a lot of them in my daily show prep, but I do want to remind everybody that while they were running around telling you uh, back in the summer that there was going to be no database, it was a lie. There's you know nobody was doing that tinfoil hat conspiracy theory, right wing conspiracy, all of that stuff on a on vaccines like vaccine database, right? While they were saying that, there were some interesting things that were happening, uh, not just at the local level, but also at the federal level. And that was, you know, at HHS was talking about going door to door to talk to people about being vaccinated. Well, why would you go door to door and talk to people about being vaccinated if, if um, unless you had a, a database of who hadn't been vaccinated, right? They already know who's had COVID. They already know that because your your contact information, and everything is in your in your test. So when you, if you've been tested and confirmed positive with COVID, they already know who you are. And they don't, of course, add you to any of those uh, databases as safe, in spite of the fact that you are the safest people to be around right now, other than, uh, well, uh, uh, well, you're the safest people, period. There's not other anything. Um, so then, as they were trying to say that, that, hey, we're going to go door to door, that already indicated that you're going to have a database. Otherwise, they wouldn't be going door to door. And some states are going door to door. We've we've shared uh, some of that uh, video with you in the past, especially in California. Some places in Texas are going door to door too, and in, in the the blue cities there. Um, but then, as like a couple of weeks after they were telling everybody there's going to be no databases and all that other stuff, then we started getting a bunch of physicians and, and Congress people going, "Hey, wait a minute, hold on a second. Why is the CDC floating the idea of a vaccine database?" While CNN and MSNBC were telling, no, there's no database. Nobody's trying to do a database, conspiracy theory, everything else. That was back in July. So in July, uh, Greg Murphy, who is a congressman and also a physician, was basically exposing the CDC was floating the idea of a database. So now, of course, we, we have a database, right? So now we've got 80 House Republicans who have voted with Democrats for a vaccine database. A database solely created to record and collect confidential vaccination information of Americans explicitly encroaches upon individuals' fundamental right to medical privacy. Some of the critics have said uh, the Immunization Infrastructure Modernization Act, H.R. 550, passed the U.S. House of Representatives with 214 Dems and 80 Republican votes for the bill. Uh, I have not seen anywhere where Republicans said this was procedural. Sometimes there will be procedural votes where somebody votes for something or doesn't vote for somebody something that would seem to be atypical. But I haven't seen anywhere where somebody has explained this away as being atypical, as in this is a procedural vote. That's We're doing this specifically because we want to get something else put in there. That's I haven't seen that yet. Doesn't mean it isn't happening. I just haven't seen it yet. So the act was supported by the American Immunization Registry Association, a lobbying group created to support a national vaccine registry, which issued talking points to help the passage of the measure. According to the AIRA and their talking points, the new database will help give pharmacies the ability to share immunization information with the government so that the government can then target individuals for vaccinations. Now, I want you to understand something. This is the AIRA's own talking points that they use to pitch it to the members of Congress to support this bill. 
This will allow pharmacies all over the U.S. to share immunization information with the federal government so that the federal government can then, in their own words, target individuals for vaccinations. Go back in time. Start reading some of the countries that did this. Go ahead. In addition, the database will help coordinate supplies and doses for the next outbreak of a major virus or health emergency, uh, showing that the previously once very once every hundred year outbreak of global pandemic is planned, at least by vaccine professionals, to be more common, a more common occurrence, yada, 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 yada. Okay. So just a friendly reminder that the American Immunization Registry Association, which is a lobbying group, okay, They were created to push for a national vaccine registry, which CNN and MSNBC and a bunch of blue checkmark brigaders on Twitter told you was a right-wing tinfoil hat conspiracy. So they started this organization, and their talking points state that this will allow pharmacies to tell the federal government who is and is not vaccinated so that the federal government can target individuals for vaccination. Again, forget about natural immunity. That's not a part of this. And I will include their talking points in the Daily Show prep. It's two pages long and very enlightening if you want to look at it. So, who do we have here in the state of Indiana that voted in favor of a vaccine database? Congressman Banks. What the hell? Congressman Banks? What are you doing? You're you're supposed to be one of the good guys, right? I don't see anything on his website (laughs) trying to explain this one away. I haven't checked his social media yet, but I'm okay. So Congressman Banks, Congressman Baird, uh, Congressman, was it Buchan in Indiana? Bushin? Bushin? B-U-C, whatever. Uh, They voted for it, too. I mean, there's some there's some big names on here as well. Crenshaw's on there. And by the way, Dan Crenshaw had this this viral moment uh, early yesterday, and just like that, it's like all all momentum he had gone. Cren- uh, Crenshaw's on there. Who else do we have here? Um, oh yeah, uh, Congressman Pence, former governor, former vice president's brother, is on there. He voted in favor of it as well. Who else do we have? Fitzpatrick from Pennsylvania is on there. Um, looking through here. There's 80 of them. There's 80 of eight, 80 of these people, for crying out loud. And some big names. So they all voted for a bill. Okay, It hasn't gotten through the Senate yet, but they voted for a bill. Fred Upton in Michigan, no surprise there. I know none of you are surprised by that. They voted for a bill that is designed to allow the federal government to identify and target individuals for vaccination. They voted for that. MNC News Time is 3.31. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime.
And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Once again, want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. And we will have open lines starting at 4 o'clock. Uh, we'll have a guest in studio at 4.30, talking about critical race theory and how it's being implemented in local schools, including teachers admitting it while the superintendents of those schools are denying it. As I've told you over the past, well, long while, as bad as things get in the U.S. for COVID, it could always be worse. We're still one of the more sane places, which is crazy. I mean, Sweden's the most sane place, but I digress. Uh, Greece is making COVID vaccines mandatory for everybody over the age of 60. Now, if you choose not to get one, that's fine. They're just going to charge you $114 a month until you give in. So, true story. Uh, this just this came out in Greece this week. You will be required to get a vaccine if you're over the age of 60 years old. If not, the government will charge you $114 U.S. every single month. I don't know what their social net is like for senior citizens there, but that would be that would be a, a killer for Americans. Uh, World Health Organization has come out and said there is, quote, no evidence that booster shots would ever offer greater protection to the healthy. Uh, let's see. World Health Organization has requested the U.K. government's decision to roll out hundreds of millions of booster jabs to its population, asserting that there is, quote, no evidence that they would offer great protection to the healthy. Again, this is to the healthy. And this has always been my position. You know, it's if you want to get one, by all means, get one. I, you know, I don't care. When they tell you to get the sixth one, by all means, to your heart's content, go get the sixth and the seventh and the eighth and the ninth and the tenth. And I hope you don't grow a tail, John. But, <laughs> but the UK health secretary says that the country has secured an additional 114 million vaccine doses for 2022 and 2023 to buy time and that everybody over the age of 18 will be offered one by the end of January. Dr. Mike Ryan, head of the WHO's emergencies program, questioned the logic behind the decision. He says, right now, there is no evidence that I'm aware of that would suggest that boosting the entire population would necessarily provide any greater protection for otherwise healthy individuals against hospitalization or death. Now, I, this is going to come as a shock, but for the love of God, we actually have somebody at the WHO who is speaking a modicum of, of sense. There are vulnerable populations to this disease. We are lucky to have a very small segment of our population vulnerable to COVID. So all of these extra measures should be reserved for them. That's the point. And if others want to partake, that's fine. But, but the, the idea that you're going to force it down healthy people's throats when healthy people are going to be able to fight off the disease without any problem, that's the issue that we have especially considering the revelations that came out with the paperwork, which we went over yesterday, which Pfizer and the FDA hid from all of you. The fact that that vaccine killed over 1,200 people in the first 90 days, and it was hidden from you, and the FDA did not want to release that for 55 years, tells you everything you need to know. Uh, let's see. Ryan also noted that the UK was in a luxurious position of being able to offer booster shots to its entire population, given that many poorer countries don't even have uh, vaccines to give all of their people one dose. They don't. Now, this is an interesting bit of research that actually came out a couple of weeks ago. I mentioned it on the show. Just want to remind everybody about it. There was, um, there was a, a, like a, a whole like 
brouhaha. It wasn't a conference, but it was kind of like a digital brouhaha between the experts around the world where they're all getting together and going, what is going on? Why isn't Africa having a major outbreak? And the only thing that they could think of, there's two things, okay? One, a lot of African nations started giving their population ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or one of those things that's been shown to work when it's in early doses or prophylactic. The other is they're relatively fit. They're healthy people. They're not obese. They don't have those respiratory issues that a lot of Westerners have. And that brings me to Florida because once again, Governor DeSantis is doing things right. Florida is now launching an initiative to fight COVID with healthy lifestyle changes, which is what the strongest body of research shows is the best way to protect yourself against COVID. Florida this week launched a new initiative designed to promote healthy lifestyle as a strategy to overcome the coronavirus pandemic, urging people to focus on exercise and activity, nutrition, and early treatment of COVID-19. Son of a gun. How, how long did it take? Look, Florida's the first one to get to it, but let's be honest, they're still too late. We knew this in the first six months. And here we are two years later, and they're just getting around to it. There's a reason that healthy people are, are not susceptible to this. This is a respiratory illness, and if your respiratory system is fine, uh, you tend to not really have a, a big problem with it. Uh, for people who have respiratory problems, comorbidities, obesity, you know, that sort of stuff, they tend to be the ones that are at risk. That's where it comes from. Uh, so pretty interesting that the, the Florida Department of Health has launched this initiative. So once again, Governor DeSantis way ahead of everybody else. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. The Glass Doctor of Elkhart and St. Joseph County phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Don't forget, open line starts here at 4 o'clock. You can call about anything that you want. Uh, let's see. Back to the phone lines. James, welcome to the program. Hello? Got, there you are. We got you now. What's up? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, those are conspiracy theories too, though. Remember, I mean, that whole the idea of vitamin D D three or D. I mean, but D three is the one that just absorbs better. Zinc that was all poo pooed as a conspiracy theory too, and now it's all been it's been confirmed. So, well, and that's and that's just it, man. Throughout the entire pandemic, all of these so called conspiracy theories have have all kind of materialized, and all of the things that 
that they were claiming other experts were finding this information. Remember the two doctors who had that national press conference with everybody? And this is what we found in our clinic is working. And they were thrown off of all social media platforms. Everybody attacked them. And they were right. They were 100% right. Um, you know, these were experts who were telling everybody this. It wasn't just like bloggers and, and you know, essential oil salespeople who were doing it. They were actual medical and scientific professionals who were saying it. And that was always what was so perplexing about it, is that some experts were completely shut out while other experts who appeared to be tied to Big Pharma were okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then you got, you know, the American Heart Association. Hey, look, uh, by the way, the vaccines increase risk of a heart attack. You go from 11% over five-year period to 25% risk. Um, and then there's other research that has been showing that for some time. You get this cardiologist in the U.K., goes on the, uh, you know, one of the, the big TV networks there, and he goes, look, I have labs that have confirmed this on their own independent testing, but they won't publish because they'll lose funding from Pfizer. And, you know, that's that's a real problem. And that's that's the type of stuff that you and that's why I play the montage of Pfizer, adver, you know, advertising on every one of these news programs, because none of them are going to kill their cash cow for it. None of them are going to do it. So I, I'm glad you're feeling better, man. Thank you for the call. All right. You bet. You bet. Open lines will be coming up here in just a couple of minutes. John, real quick. Would you uh, if you accidentally shot somebody to death and shot another person, would you feel guilty about it if it was an accident? Uh, yeah, I would. Oh, because Alec Baldwin doesn't. He said so in his interview. I don't, I don't, no, I don't feel any guilt. Why would I feel guilty? I didn't do it. I didn't pull the trigger. As we said yesterday, that, you know, depending on the type of firearm, you know, you can pull back on that hammer and if it shoots forward, you know, it depends on what it is. Uh, I don't know if that's what he was using. Then that would still shoot the bullet, which means he's still responsible. Um, but at the same time, he was asked in this interview if he feels any guilt for doing it. He said, no, I don't feel guilty. No, no, I feel that there is. I feel that. That someone is responsible for what happened, and I can't say who that is. You! You pointed the gun, you handled the gun, you pulled it out of the holster when you weren't supposed to, and you shot two people and robbed a child of his mom. And you don't feel any guilt? Even if it was accidental? Anybody who accidentally shot anybody would feel guilty. Anybody would, except a sociopath. So Alec Baldwin, I didn't shoot anybody. Yeah, you did. You weren't supposed to draw the gun. You weren't supposed to be goofing around with the gun. You drew the gun. You didn't treat the gun like it was loaded. You cocked the hammer back, whether that hammer launched forward and, and the firing pin hit the bullet or not, or if you squeeze the trigger, doesn't matter. You did it. And you feel no guilt for killing somebody? None? Only sociopaths don't feel guilt for accidentally killing somebody. It's just absolutely bizarre behavior. Right, because you didn't treat it like it was loaded, because you're an anti-gun activist who doesn't know anything about firearms. He's a sociopath. The fact that he wouldn't feel guilt over, the, over him handi handling a gun and killing somebody and robbing that child of his mom, the fact he feels no guilt, somebody else is guilty, he says, not him, though.
Did you ever really doubt that he was a sociopath? Because if you did, I mean, that's that's been put to bed. By the way, speaking of irritating people who might come over for the holidays and kind of ruin your time, some of you got in-laws coming, and they might be complaining about the pain that they have in their hands and stuff like that. Maybe they have arthritis. Here's the deal. Go to allnaturalcbd.org. Use promo code KC10. Pick up some of the CBD lotion. So the next time your mother-in-law is there complaining about how much everything hurts, Throw this bottle at her, not not like trying to hurt her, just toss it at her, and say, rub some of this on, and then give them a couple of minutes, let that full-spectrum CBD soak in and start offering that pain relief. I'll bet your mother-in-law becomes one of your new best friends. You may not want that, so, you know, buy, buy with the full thought of that in, in mind. AllNaturalCBD.org, AllNaturalCBD.org, promo code KC10. They even have Delta 8 gummies. Might be something nice to slip to your mother-in-law once in a while early in the evening, get her to go to bed early. Um, they've also got uh, CBD gummies. They've got pain patches, a bunch of new products over there. Allnaturalcbd.org, promo code KC10. Open lines coming up next.